Well, so you can think of your website as your home base. Um, you should own it. If you got somebody to design it and build it, you still should own it. You should right. own the look. You should be able to take that website anywhere. That's yours. That's mm-hmm. your intellectual property. Your Instagram account still belongs to Facebook. Your Facebook account still right. belongs to Facebook. They can go away. They should be outlets of yeah. what you're already producing. Again, it's you know it's a mindset of whether you believe a website is essential to building your brand right. online or not. So welcome to the next episode of the Unbiased Truth Podcast, sponsored by 360 Home Inspections and Talking Monkey Media. Today, we are joined by Blair, owner and founder of Talking Monkey Media. I appreciate your time yeah, uh, coming in. So uh, we'll get started. just want to um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about Talking Monkey Media, how you got the name Talking Monkey Media, sure, and uh, all that you guys do. Sure. Um, we're a digital marketing shop uh, based in Richmond, Virginia, and more specifically uh, Midlothian, um, we fancy ourselves a shop versus an agency or a um, or a, a corporation. We definitely uh, try to keep it light, um, yet put out very you know uh, workable results for our clients. But we do keep it light. That's why our name is what it is. Um, it's Talking Monkey Media. You know, it's just kind of a jab at all of us that you know we're not too far removed from. That's right. Monkeys. We're just barely talking monkeys. You know, uh, you know, <laughs> DNA proves it, all that stuff. Anyway, um, it's just to keep it light. And um, that's, you know, that's how we approach it. We do everything under the sun when it comes to digital marketing. Uh, we're probably most known for our websites, but we handle all searched pieces, organic and paid. Yeah. All the social pieces, organic and paid. We have our own um, in-house CRM that's very sales and marketing based. Mm-hmm. We also have our own review generation platform that helps nice. companies and individuals increase their online reviews. So we've built these apps out of the needs of our clients um, to automate and streamline mm-hmm. as much as possible. And we offer all the content um, that's possible, um, written, video, uh, photography, all the pieces, um, that, depending on people's needs for their digital right. marketing campaign, we can provide it all. Nice. Yep. So obviously being, you know, doing home inspections and whatnot, we're, we're tied to the real estate industry and it's not been no secret. The last couple of weeks have really been just internet field of, of a shifting market, right? Uh, <laughs> just, just to say yeah. the least, uh, interest rates have gone up, um, you know, pretty good, pretty quickly, you know, pretty fast, pretty, pretty quickly. Um, so with that being said, there's a lot of, a lot of talk around the market and what does that mean as, as industry professionals, real estate agents and anybody tied to the industry? Uh, you know, we've, we did a Facebook live a couple weeks ago talking to a lender and, and a top producer over at Killer Williams and kind of just talked about the difference in, um, you know, we're going back to a normal market, right? Cause the last two years were kind of an ab, uh, abnormal market, like Absolutely. an exception to the rule. Uh, but that doesn't mean it's not going to come without casualties, right? There's going to be some, some, some people leave the industry, leave the field because they're not prepared for this, right? Or they jumped in and they didn't have to do anything. So, uh, the phone just rang, right? And now, now you got to do stuff, right? right. Uh, and start working on that. So that's why I wanted to have you on because you specialize in marketing and, uh, one of the biggest things that we see in when people are uncertain about the future is they start looking at their budgets and the budgets that typically get slashed first is training and education, uh, and then marketing. And there's probably flip flop depending on, on the company and whatnot. And 
most industry professionals, and I'm not going to talk like I know anything about marketing. That's why I brought you here. Uh, but most people will typically agree that marketing in, in a slower time, you don't want to pull back. You want to accelerate. Correct. Correct. Um, and that's the first thing people do. They, they grab their, their purse strings. It happened in COVID. Yep. They, they killed their marketing budgets and they didn't worry about adapting. They just kind of hunkered down and yeah. a lot of those people didn't, didn't make it. Um, you, you do have to have the mindset that yes, there is a slowdown, but what am I going to do to keep my level of business the same? Yeah. The answer is whatever your intake is and that comes through marketing. Yeah. So when we start talking about implementing marketing and like I said, during COVID, a lot of businesses suffered, right? And, and real estate was the opposite. Like it thrived. So a lot of times people, and you talk to a lot of people and it's always, well, I haven't done any marketing, right? I haven't had to. So, which is often not a good idea. You know, you still want to market, even though the phone's ringing without you having to do much, right? Because you get that marketing machine going. Uh, that way, when you stop, or that where the music stops, as far as the industry goes, um, it doesn't take much to ramp it up, right? Yes, the, you know, foundation building, right? Kind of what you're talking about, right? So, when what's the average time if we were to start marketing today, right? Uh, we haven't done any marketing, and we started marketing today. What? How many months, weeks before we start seeing a return for marketing today? Oof, that's uh, <laughs> that would be very tough to quantify. It would yeah. really depend on how quickly you're getting after it and what yeah. your budget is. Um, you could be up on social advertising and search advertising in a matter of days, right? Um, and if your lead process is locked down, where you're ready to take those those people who are interested via social or via search, mm -hmm. um, and you're ready to handle those leads and nurture those leads, then not long at all. Right. If you're starting from scratch with everything and you don't want to, you know, your budget isn't very big, it could take quite a long time. Yeah. It really depends on your appetite for aggression. Yeah. And just how aggressively you're going to get after the marketing campaign, how much effort you're going to put into it, and how much money you're going to put into it is really what it comes down to. So what's some of the common mistakes that you see uh, when it comes to trying to market for yourself? Well, let's... Specifically with real estate agents, I what I see often is real estate agents are um, either completely relying on their brokerage to mm -hmm. provide all of their marketing and their intake outside of networking, mm -hmm. um, networking and the referrals, and because that's what most of it is. It's, right. it's, it's a lot of referral based and a lot of reputation based, um, but they believe that oh, my brokerage has a web page for me. Um, my brokerage handles this for me. They yeah. they spend X amount of dollars on print every year. So they, right. they have these numbers that they pay their brokerage for. But I always try to preach to real estate agents that you are still your own business. Right. And you should be building your brand mm -hmm. of your own personal brand. So even if you take up, pick up and go to the other brokerage, your brand is intact. Yeah. And you're your own business. You're, you're, most brokerages don't prevent this at all. So building your own digital presence as an agent, building your own reputation online as an agent and your own marketing plan. Um, so that's what I think a lot of agents miss is that opportunity. Yeah. We've talked before about the importance of, of building your own brand. Like you're still, even if you're a solo agent, that's your business. 
You know, you are a business and you have to approach it like that. And, and a lot of times, and it's home inspectors, it's, it's, it's agents, it's, you know, anybody that can start a business by themselves. Sometimes they just say, well, I'm just self-employed. All right, cool. You know, but you're also a business, you know, and you want to grow that business. Even if it's only ever going to be you, it's still a business and you still got to treat it as such, not just a hobby, uh, you know, or, or yeah. something like that. And there's some low hanging fruit that, let's say a real estate agent doesn't want to spend, mm-hmm. they could go register their own Google My Business profile. It's just Google Business now. Their yeah. own Google Business profile mm-hmm. under the name of their agent because they are a business. Right. Um, they can get registered. They can get set up. They can start collecting reviews there from their mm-hmm. clients. And that really is the easiest thing. Um, I, I've got real estate agents who are on my review platform. Mm-hmm. It's called Review Monkey. Um, real original naming, I know. Um, but... <laughs> They have people from out of town searching in Richmond. Mm-hmm. Their Google business profiles show up with their bank of great reviews, mm-hmm. and they're getting business from those. And your reputation is something that you is it's invaluable. You work on that yeah. in your networking. You work on that in your relationships. So mm-hmm. your online digital reputation should match that, and that takes a little bit of work. Just, and it's just setting up that Google business profile mm-hmm. and then encouraging your customers through a review management process to leave you reviews because they don't have a ton of clients. They right. may only have two a month or yeah. three a month. So getting each and every review is super, super important. Yeah, absolutely. And and reviews have really, they've, they've really taken off um, as far as where do people go? to find out if they want to use you. Uh, the home inspection industry, you know, the majority of, you know, you're talking about 90% of home inspection companies has less than 100 reviews. And you could probably even go 70% has less than 50, you know, if, if not, you know, give or take. Uh, so if you get up there in the couple hundred, you know, a couple of them, we're talking about companies been in business 15 years, you know, got like nine reviews, you know, and, and you get that one or two bad reviews, which are going to happen, and you only have a couple reviews, that, that really brings down your average. You know, at that point, it's, I mean, how many times do we go online and look at a company and say, well, 3.5, you know, we just skip them, right? Even though, okay, it's only four reviews. Uh, so, yeah, reviews have really, really become uh, an important factor. And just being able to collect, you know, 50 reviews, 75 reviews, 100 reviews can really elevate you. In, in that search platform. 100%. It's, it's the importance of reviews is twofold. It's proof positive when somebody goes to look you up and mm-hmm. they are going to look you up. They are. The, the research has been done well over 95% of consumers are going to look you up online before they mm-hmm. do business with you. And what, what are they going to find? Right. Is yeah. it, and you're being generous saying 70% have 50. I would say 75% have 10 or less. Probably so, yeah. Like, people do not pay attention. It's yeah. it's this age-old kind of marketing struggle. I got all the business I need. Why do That's I need right. to do anything? That's right. And so That's they right. don't pay attention to it until it's, you know, there's a, Too late. There's a pandemic on us. And right. now they can't get anybody to order their pizza because they have three reviews. Exactly. Um so they're super. And the second part is it helps you show up in searches. So if you're a well-trusted online entity at what you do, it helps you show up when people look for you. Yeah. So if they are looking for real estate agents in Richmond and you have a stellar Google profile, you're going to show up. You're going to show up in relevant searches much higher than other real estate agents and brokerages that yeah. haven't done that work. 
Yeah. So it's you're right. It, it's huge. It is the age of reviews when it comes yeah. to online. And not just the positive reviews. You know, a lot of times you'll, like I said, we talked about negative reviews, and and it's important to respond to those, right? Because to both. Yeah, to All both. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, because I've I've found myself, and it's maybe because I've I, I pay a little bit more attention now, but I don't so much pay attention to the positive reviews, but I go to the negative ones. And not because of what they say, because we all see bogus reviews, right? Like unrealistic expectations or, you know, doesn't, you know, your problems doesn't equate to the company, right? But I'm angry I'm going to leave a negative review because that's my recourse. Uh, But it's also how you respond to those reviews, right? Like if you're you're just, you know, blowing them off or you're being kind of an asshole towards them, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Then then are you somebody I want to do business with? Or are you actually trying to reach out and and address whatever it is that they're upset about, right? 100%. It's a – so you honestly should be responding to all reviews. And no judgment if you're not, but um, it shows that you've read it and that you've addressed Mm -hmm. it. So even if it's – Mary Jo, who's like your aunt, and she left you an awesome review still, go in there, call her by name, say yeah. thank you, um, and you're right. It's very important to respond even to the negative reviews. Now, if it's a bogus negative review, do your due diligence and try to dispute it. There right. are buttons on Google. If it's somebody like, you know, their truck was too loud, if it's not a relevant review, right. you can fight right. it. Yeah. If it is a relevant review, then all you can do is respond to it and try to address the issue. Mm-hmm. Now it's a customer service exercise. Exactly. Can I make this person happy somehow or, or just get them to a back to neutral? Yeah. Um, so they don't just yeah. aren't flaming us online. Exactly. So it's an opportunity, but you know, it is awful when you get a negative review that comes in. Yeah. Um, in, I, I've had, <laughs> we don't have any now, but we've had some off the wall reviews, bad reviews that come in and they're clearly fake. Right. And so right. you fight them, you dispute them and they, and they go away. Yeah. You can deal with them. You can, absolutely. So tying that into, you know, your reviews, your business page, uh, talking about going back and talking about what the broker provides, the broker provides their website, whatever, so you get your, your agent website. Uh, how important is it? Because a lot of people like to argue the fact that, you know what, it's 2022. I don't need a website. Or I just need the broker's website, which is very basic. Right, just one page of, of who I am, and and my thought process has always been, you know, you, we got social media, and that's what some of the driving factor behind this, right? Well, I got my Facebook page, so I don't need a website. When in fact, the Facebook page and your Instagram page and that stuff should really just drive traffic to your website, right? Uh, you know, same thing with your Google business page. You know, you have all these reviews. Well, I want to see, you know. Is this, is this a, uh, do they do this, you know, just make it up as they go? Mm-hmm. Or so I want to click on their website, you know, and see if it's a professional website, see, see what kind of content they're putting out. Um, you know, how does it read? So what's, what's your thoughts on that on websites as we've entered this uh, and been in this social media where, where everybody goes to social media and, and, and use that as their business platform? It, it's a, it's a, it's a mindset, right? Okay. If there's an agent, who says, well, I do great on Instagram. I don't need a website. I'm not going to try to convince that person. Right. They don't, they don't see the value in it. Hmm. Now there's, if I have done agent websites, I've done husband and wife team websites because they're looking to increase the value of their average customer. Hmm. They're busy, but they want their average customer to be a higher end home buyer, 
after those bigger homes, after those bigger experiences. And so they have to have the presence to match that level of, let's say, luxury or competence. Or, you know, they want to see that you've written blogs about Richmond and this neighborhood and this and that. That you're over-the-top educated. Are you trying to be good enough or are you trying to continually up the ante and and increase your commissions per sale keeping the same amount of sales per year right just increasing the quality of that customer it's really a mindset thing it is and and i think what a lot of people um don't pay attention to is that instagram's great um tiktok's great you know facebook's fine but they all have their place and they all are designed to reach a different or a different audience in a different way, yeah. right? And the same thing with websites. Well, so you can think of your website as your home base. Um, you should own it. If you got somebody to design it and build it, you still should own it. You should right. own look. You should be able to take that website anywhere. That's yours. That's mm-hmm. your intellectual property. Your Instagram account still belongs to Facebook. Your Facebook account still right. belongs to Facebook. They can go away. They should be outlets of yeah. what you're already producing. Again, it's, you know, it's a mindset of whether you believe a website is essential to building your brand right. online or not. Especially in uh, today's time, you go to Facebook jail for, uh, you know, something that was posted 15 years ago, and now you don't have <laughs> access to your stuff, you know, right. um, for 30 days. And now, now what are you going to do? You know, what's driving the traffic? You know, where are you capturing leads and, and things like that when, when you can't, can't get there, you know? Putting your eggs in all in one basket or in somebody else's basket is how <laughs> right. I put it. Like, yeah. if all your eggs are in somebody else's basket, doesn't yeah. that, that doesn't worry you? It should. Right, right, yeah. Because it's been shown that you know, all of a sudden you you know I ain't seen so and so in a while, you know, and and thirty days later they pop back up, you know, out well, of face. Yeah, they're shadow banning too, where you don't actually get banned. You just stop getting your stop. Yeah, you stop content. getting exposure. On yeah, your posting. content gets gets dropped in the newsfeed. And it's an anomaly that nobody can explain. They won't admit yeah. it. Um, it's, yeah. It happens on Instagram. They won't admit it, but people who put out posts that, you know, normally get a million views. Okay. I'm only getting a hundred K now. Something is off. Yeah. 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 So talking about, um, leveraging some of this stuff. So (laughs) one, when it comes time, I mean, you can always do, there's some things you can do your own. Right. And before we get into that, you know, let's say listening to, uh, Gary V some of his books and whatnot. Uh, one of the things he talks about, and I hear a lot of people do like, yeah, I have my, I have my daughter, you know, have my kids doing my Facebook account or my Instagram account and whatnot. And, and that's, and that's okay. Sure. That's what you can do. Right. But what's the importance of having somebody professional, right? Whether you hire a Courtney, um, to, to come in and, and do it like, like we have, or hiring a company like yours or both, you know, whatever, uh, to collaborate, whatnot, uh, what's the importance of having somebody dedicated as a professional handling these areas versus just because so many people, and it's cool when you get started, right? I mean, because you're on a budget, you don't have the money and whatnot, so you leverage family. Uh, but at some point, it's, it's I need a professional who actually understands that it's not just my teenage kid, right? Uh, so what's the importance of, of getting past that phase? Um. It really depends if it's something you like to do because mm-hmm. there are real estate agents out there that do great on social and they right. do it themselves because they're good at it and they enjoy it. Mm-hmm. 
My friend Jeanette Pulley absolutely kills it on Instagram. <laughs> uh, you go look at her followers. It's it's quite impressive yep. for a local real estate agent. She does all of it. And she's, yeah. you know, she rarely posts about real estate. Yeah. But when she does, people, there's a lot of people paying attention. Yeah. But if you can't stand it and it, you don't get it, you don't get the why, you know, I don't understand social right. media, then then it's it, it's still you need to have it done. Mm-hmm. So then it's time to hire somebody, you know, you, you work on the things that you enjoy and you like and you're good at, yeah. and you outsource the rest when possible. Cuz you know, I don't do accounting. I, I would never I, I've done it. I you know, that's <laughs> going to get outsourced every single time. Yeah. Like, but there's certain things that I'm good at. I don't like doing our own social. My right hand guy does our social. <laughs> um, it, it all depends, you know, if if it's your app. The end point is is getting it done one way or the other. Yeah. So, what's some ways you can leverage social media and and whatnot to the various different types of social media if you're comfortable with it and you're doing it to get the most exposure, get the most um, return on that investment? Because that I mean, and not really I say return on investment, but it's really for the most part. It's all free, right? Um, yep. I mean, there's paid advertising, sure. It's your time. But yeah, but it, yeah, but monetary, uh, it, it's free. So that's a great way to leverage uh, some marketing, um, especially if you don't have the budget to hire somebody. It, yeah, and so here's the kind of the two things I see that real estate agents do wrong on social media. Um, some will just just post their listings. Mm-hmm. And um, in kind of things to back up, um, you know, real estate sales and articles right. about that. And again, Jeanette Pulley is a great example where she posts about what she's doing and, and you know, cool things going on in the city. She's building her brand and right. brilliantly um, by, you know, building that personality versus just trying to say, here's a house for sale. Here's a house for sale. Yeah. It's give, 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 give. And then every now and then you ask. Yeah. And when I say give is you're giving helpful content. You're making people's day brighter. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, you're sharing something personal. Um, and then every now and then, okay, here's a house I have for sale or here yeah, is, absolutely. here's a listing I have coming up. Yeah. Um, and, and being, you know, education is a good thing to give, as long as it's not like an article just written to say you should buy a house right. in a different way. Right. And the other thing I see right now, and it, it, and this is probably not going to be a popular statement among <laughs> real estate agents is I see a lot of real estate agents trying to what they perceive can convince people that aren't ready to buy a house to do so hmm. by saying it's still a good time. Right. Right. Um, what did I, I heard this, um, marry the house, date the rate. Yeah. I saw that today. So there's a big kind of statement in, in marketing that you, you focus on the people who are aligned with you, right? You aren't going to change somebody's financial bias or their situation or their aversion to risk through a social post. Right. Those are objections that you deal with in the sales process, but you're looking for people who are aligned with you that are looking for a house um, that are, and I know that's hard, easy to say because there's a fewer and fewer people because of the market, mm-hmm. but they, they're focused on this message. Like it's still okay. Yeah. It's okay for some people. Right. A lot of people it's not right. You're not going to make that. You're not going to convince somebody otherwise, and then make them align with your thought process by a social post. So focus on finding and aligning with those people 
that are in the same mindset as you and then educating them. And then if they come into the sales process, that's when you deal with the objections. Right. Okay, the rate's really high. Okay, well, let me show you on paper, you know, what it means long-term yeah. and how much, you know, posting payment rates and stuff online yeah. and using that to convince people, I, I find it off-putting. Yeah, and Facebook and, and in general, social media, you have a lot of, it's not a place for in-depth conversations, right? And, and a lot of people try to have in-depth conversations. Like you said, you know, I'm going to post this pictogram of, of this or this meme of this and, and try to convince people otherwise when, you know, you're right, you're, 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 you can't have those conversations, right? It's impossible to have those kind. We see it all the time, you know, whether it's political, whether it's whatever, somebody will post something and, and all of a sudden, like, it's just not the place for it, you know? Uh, you want to bring uh, post stuff that gets people interested in wanting to talk to you. And then once you talk to them, you have that in-depth conversation. That way you can spread it all out on the kitchen table. You know, this is what all this means, you know? And, and this is this is where we are. And exactly. Yeah. yeah, you just want to get them in the door. Um, I, I I don't spend any time myself. We're, we're talking about people who believe they need marketing, who they don't. Like right. the people who don't believe, I I'm not aligned with that. So I don't right. try to convince this person that has tons of business and doesn't see any need. Okay, you, yeah, okay, cool. That's I can't help you. I can't. Con- right. I'm not going to convince you. I'm not a good salesperson. Right. But I can solve the needs of the people who are in that bucket very right. well. And that's, that's my opinion is how you, how you do it. Right. So moving from, you know, I like said we got social media for the most part, other than the time is free uh, until, until you start getting into some, you can do paid ads and things like that. Yep. And my experience has been Facebook is typically the most bang for your buck when it comes to your paid advertising, because of how it's set up, you can get your target audience and things like that. I see a lot of people go to Google, and they do the Google ads or uh, is, I don't know if they changed the name. It's Google ads, Still Google ads. this week. Okay. That's, that's right. Um, they do the pay per click campaign and they say, well, I can do that myself. And <clears throat> cool. Um, but a lot of people don't understand how that works. So what's your, what's your take on doing Google ad campaigns, um, pay-per-click campaigns, Facebook, all that stuff, and, and investing in that, your ability to do it yourself versus maybe it's time to hire a professional for some of that stuff. Yeah, so there's there's two different kinds of approaches to this. Um, when you go to Google, to Google Ads to advertise, you are working off of people's search results or what they happen the topic of what they happen to be searching. Right. So if somebody is searching for a real estate agent in Richmond, Virginia, you can create an ad and a keyword that triggers that ad, and you pay every time somebody clicks on it. Whereas Facebook and social, you're more targeting towards demographic, um, you're targeting towards geographic, mm. and you're targeting possibly on customer lists that you fed into it. Um, but it's it's just a different kind of approach to getting in front of people. Yeah. Um, but it, it's very effective for the right campaign. Mm. Um, you know, you can you can go in and do targeting by how much people make. And so I only want to target people who make a million more and, and start talking to them about real estate. And it's a lot more branding centric on social right. too. You're getting your image and your brand, unless you're trying to, you know, sell something directly on Facebook and there are products that work for that. Um, if, you know, I target all my tennis enthusiasts with a special tennis elbow wrap right. as my elbow pops, <laughs> um, you know, then 
that's one way, you know, a very specific niche product. Yeah. Um, but one is reactive, one is more proactive. So the search stuff is reactive to what people are actually typing in that search bar or they have at some point. Right. Um, you know, it really depends. And it's also, I think, important to understand, like for Google, your pay-per-clicks, it depends on your competition too, right? Yeah, so, you're in a bidding system versus other people. Right. So, like, when I first started home inspections, there was only, you know, one or two companies doing Google ads. So, the cost per click was very low. Mm-hmm. And as we started getting an influx of home inspectors because the market, you know, blew up and, and we were getting busy. So, everybody thought easy money. And then, all of a sudden, every time I go to Google, there's a different home inspection company. So, that 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 space became very crowded very quick. And now your your cost per click is you know twenty fifty seventy five dollars just to get a click, and that's not it doesn't equate to a conversion, right? Right. That's just a click yeah. to your website or whatever landing page yeah. mechanism you put in. So now all of a sudden our conversion rate goes from you know two to four dollars per click, um, you know twenty five or thirty dollars per conversion to seventy five dollars per click, three to four hundred dollars per conversion, and it's well we charge. Three fifty four hundred dollars for an inspection, right? <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, we're we're working for free, exactly, exactly. So I think it's also important to understand, you know, Facebook ads doesn't really have that problem, um, right? Well, no, you're still competing against other people, and like if you, you know, you're you're competing against other people that are trying to run ads in that same demographic, right? But it's not a one two three order like it is on Google, yeah. And, and, you know, you, you're talking about the conversion metrics, which have to go with any of these campaigns. Yeah. You have to be able to track end-to-end what you're spending and what your conversion rate is, and there's a lot of kind of calculation and science behind it, and it sounds like you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, this click, it cost me 2 bucks. I get a conversion out of every 15 clicks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that conversion rate, my cost – and all that. So you have to know all that downline. Yeah. If you don't have those pieces in order and you start a paid campaign, you're, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> you are, you are. Cause, uh, Google is more than happy to tell, to take your money without telling you you're not competitive at all. You know? So you're, you're still spending money even if you're not competitive because, uh, you know, and then, and then you get those, you know, when, when we started doing it for a little bit, you'll get those, uh, phone calls in a home inspection industry, for example, uh, Hey, I'm trying to reach somebody from Coach and Compliance. Yeah, nope, nope. Oh, this isn't Chesterfield County. Nope, it's not. But you know, I paid for that. You know, so uh, so there's a lot of um, finessing. You know, uh, negative words, positive words, all that stuff. Uh, so you're not popping up in places you shouldn't be popping up. Uh, you know, hey, I need to report my neighbor for code compliance because or whatever. You know, it's like that, that's cool. Wrong number. You know. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the skill level for Facebook ads is much lower. Yeah. You can get into trouble on Google ads very quickly. Yes, you can. Because, not to get into much nerd, but there's match type. There's three different ways you can match a keyword or a phrase that somebody puts in. Yeah. There's broad, phrase, and exact. And depending on what you tell Google, which way you want to show up or match, um, you know, it, it can be very um, loose with its interpretations. Yeah. Um, I would not recommend anybody use broad match whatsoever. <laughs> um, you, they're going to turn up your budget and you're, you're going to be spending on money on clicks that have nothing to do with you. Do, what you do. Yeah. Um, phrase match is what I 
tell people they should do because that works for exact or phrase. Um, this is a, a much longer topic, but absolutely, you can get into trouble in Google Ads if you don't yeah. know what you're doing at least a little bit. So yeah. be wary to anybody out there. At least get a little bit of help when setting this up. Make sure you have a tight daily budget so it doesn't run out of control. <laughs> um, and the same thing with Facebook. Um, watch that budget. You can always go back and bump the budget. Yeah. Um, so, you know, start small, see how it works, work yeah. your way up. Um, be careful. Yeah, because like I said, they're 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 happy to take your money, you know, and and you don't check it for four days, and you didn't set your budget, and all of a sudden you're three grand in a hole. Um, and shame on Google for allow honestly for allowing that, because everybody yeah. I've ever talked to, oh, we tried Google Ads and we got screwed. Like, yeah. yep, yeah, you did, but it's still a you know. It, then it's hard to convince them it's a viable platform if you right. use it right or right. if you control measures in place and things like that. Absolutely. Well, why didn't they tell us? I, I don't know. Well, yeah. 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 You can call them and ask them, but yeah. <laughs> so diving a little bit more deeper into that, um, all of this centers around, uh, I won't say centers around, but you know, SEO search engine optimization, uh, uh, campaigns, ad campaigns, content, things like that. So what's your take on the importance of SEO? And, of course, SEO, I'm sure, is tied into your Internet presence, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So SEO is, is, is the measure of two things or the optimization of two activities. How you show up when somebody looks at your company, number one, and then two, how you show up or, where, more importantly, where you show up when people Google what you do for the area that you do it in. Um, so for your case, we're in Chester, home inspections, Chester, Virginia. You're probably going to rank rather high organically because you're in the town. You do what you do. You've got good reviews, mm. um, all those pieces. It, you really have to do the research beforehand. SEO isn't good for everybody. A lot of companies work in areas that don't have a lot of search traffic. Right. There's no point in doing a ton of SEO for specific terms if you don't if you sell blue widgets and nobody in Richmond is searching okay. blue widgets, most people's business, they are being searched one way or the other. So it is a, a relevant exercise at a minimum, at a minimum, getting your Google business in order and your website in order. That's the first half of SEO. Mm -hmm. When people do look you up before they do business with you, how you show up right. is your Google business. Is it filled out? Is your logo there or your hours there? Can I click on the website? Have you done all the things to fill that out? And then when I click on your website, does your website match your brand? Yeah. That's the first piece of optimization. Then you work on, you know, working on specific terms, making, you know, figure out which terms, number one, are carrying traffic and are of the intent that you want. Um, a lot of people are looking up your terms for an educational. They're trying to learn. They're not trying to buy. So figure out which keywords buy intent. You know, are they looking to purchase or are they looking to be commercial keywords? Figuring out those keywords and then focusing on those, improving yeah. it through content and other optimizations. So how important is it? So we have our website set up, right? And we're trying to improve our SEO. And I think one of the things that we can do to do that is we, there's all these sites out there, right? Whether it's, um, you don't have to participate in them. So before anybody yells at me for suggesting like Angie's List and things like that. Uh, but it's a place to create profiles, mm -hmm. right? Your business profiles, a lot, a lot um, uh, uh, your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, uh, all those social areas. And then all these other places that your chamber of commerce, if you're a member of it, right. Cause they give you a business page and these are all just places 
to put your links, right? To put your website links and all that stuff. And, and uh, that increases or helps your SEO, right? Absolutely. Um, th- in the local SEO, SEO world, they're called citations, mm. but they're just business listings. Yeah. And so there's, you know, Google business is just happens to be the biggest business listing right. there is. So under that there's Yahoo, there's Bing, um, there's, um, all, you know, all the ones you kind of mentioned, um, each time you fill out one of those and claim your profile, Google takes you just a little bit more seriously because yeah. you've added accurate information. You filled that out and now you're more, you have more consistent information across the internet. What the big piece of those now is the voice listings. You have to make sure that you have an optimized listing for Alexa, for Google business, oh, wow. for Google, um, Google assistant, yeah. Siri, all the voice things um, that people are using now, which is becoming more and more prevalent. Yeah. Um, you, you need to be listed on those as well. Didn't even think about that. That's a, <laughs> a job, job for Courtney um, to start doing that. <laughs> um, so those all help in the, yeah. you know, and they're just a manual process. Uh, yeah. And that's just, you know, taking half a day and, and going to all the different, you know, Yelp and, and there's still a yellow pages.com, you know, and that's, it's a place just to, again, you know, they'll call you once and ask if you want to subscribe, which you say no, but that's just a place to list your business. You and, and if you're in Richmond, there's, there's rich local Mm-hmm. Business listings are great. You can do go to I think it's richmond.com and you can do a business listing there and then figuring out the ones that are specific to your niche. Yeah. So after you hit the big ones, Yahoo, Bing, mm-hmm. Yelp, Google, all those, then you go to your local listings, try to find those there, and then you search ones for your business. So yeah. for you, it'd be Angie's List, Thumbnail, mm-hmm. um, Home Advisors, Charges. Um, there's a handful for home services because we, we have several right. home services, SEO clients. We've right. got a punch list of free listings that we go right. down, but they only take you so far. Um, the real SEO comes in with content and then backlinks back to your site. Right. That's kind of the real measure is how, you know, in your reviews are a big part. So mm-hmm. out of all the indicators, I would say it's your content on your site, your reviews, and then your backlinks, which and is it's, how many people are linking back to you. Right. And it's a heavy... Well, I won't say heavy. It's a steady flow of reviews, right? So if I use um, monkey reviews, right, and I get all these reviews and I stop, right, for six months and I don't get any reviews because I'm not, I, I'm satisfied. You know, I got more reviews than everybody. I'm satisfied. I don't need any more reviews. And then I don't capture that. That, that affects it, right? Absolutely. Consistency is key. Um, they call it review velocity. Mm-hmm. And there's also a backlink velocity. If you do SEO and you get 500 backlinks and you never get any else, uh, that's going to look terrible. Right. But if you chip away at 10 a month until mm-hmm. you have 500 or same way with reviews, it's about consistency and at the rate, um, that rate should be going up as you right. build your business slowly. But if you get a whole bunch all at once, it looks super suspicious. And it probably yeah. is. You probably <laughs> bought those and you shouldn't do that. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, go ahead and speak on that real quick. Uh, well, I mean, you, you you can spot a fake review a mile away. Uh-huh. You can spot them on Amazon, and you can certainly spot them on on Google. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they got a lot of keywords stuffed in them. They're yeah. from a name that is maybe offshore. Um, you know, you can just spot them a mile away. Yeah. And, and and you know who else can spot them is, is Google. Yeah, that gets so, you in trouble, right? Yeah. So yeah. don't 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 ever <laughs> do that. It you can really actually really hurt your business doing that. So we've talked a lot about, you know, 
any one of these subjects we can we can do a full podcast on by themselves absolutely really dive into it but the point was you know if if you're not doing marketing and you haven't done marketing in the last two years of this market uh, in in real estate world uh, gotta start right Uh, if you want to want any chance of 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 improving growing or just sticking around um, you gotta at least start and we've talked a lot of places where realtors can do it for free um, social yep. media, uh, you know, Facebook lives, creating the Instagram reels, uh, TikTok videos, all that stuff. Uh, because we're, we've moved from posting to just watching videos all day. Right. I mean, yep. uh, yeah, I've got a seven year old and a, and a 12 year old and, and their highlight is watching YouTube videos of, you know, other kids playing with the same toys or video games that they have. Like, Hey, don't, don't, don't you want to go play for your own stuff? No, no, I'm going to watch this kid play with my stuff. Like, so um, but we're doing the same thing as adults, you know. Um, so, so that's where we're at, and that's where a lot of a lot of uh, easy places to get some marketing out there and to grow organically without really investing a lot of money, time, sure, and yep. it can be time consuming. You know, I've, I sit there in the morning when I wake up, and that's when I do all the social media posting, and then you know, uh, we added Instagram and things like that. And then you go, well, I want to do a, a, a really cool Canva post because Courtney made me get Canva. Uh, and then all of a sudden it's taking like an hour to, to post everywhere, you know? So something you want to say over there? Dude, I love Canva. <laughs> it's great. It, I use Canva for a lot of templates and stuff like that. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's good. nice because it's just drag and drop and then it automatically like formats for you. Yeah. Uh, where Photoshop is a little bit more time consuming and you have to like actually like know hotkeys and stuff for that where Canva it's just drag and drop everything. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we I asked her what kind of what what Adobe products we needed, you know, when and she's like, "Well, I need this and this." And then we got the software, right? So, you know, Adobe's it's it's subscription based now. It's like yeah, everything else. And, creative Cloud. Yeah, and then it's like, "Well, I need I need I need Canva." Like, "No, we got Adobe." Well, Canva's easier to figure out Adobe. We're paying for it. And then a week later, we got Canva. So, I lost. <laughs> I just got to complain enough. And she, then yeah, I yeah, she's usually how this works. So it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it, boss. Yeah, <laughs> I tell her every now and then, like, let's pretend for a second I'm in charge. Yeah, <laughs> just for a second, let's pretend that I'm in charge of this place. Um, I'm not. I'm not. But, uh, but yeah, we got a lot of a lot of good tips for, like I said, some of the free stuff that you can do. Uh, but at some point. When do you think is important? Where do you where do you think is a a pivot point for people to go from? You know, I'm kind of maxed out, you know, and I, I need to go to the next level, and I need to call Talking Monkey, right? And so there's it, it's you know, and this is the evolution of a business is you start doing everything yourself, yeah, right. Um, Wix is a fantastic do it yourself website platform. Mm-hmm. It is templates and themes, but you can create a really decent website on Wix, mm-hmm. and they're SEO friendly. Um, you can do your own Google business. So you, there's a lot of things, and you can do your own social. It's just a matter of when you become busy enough that you should start outsourcing these things and working on the business versus in it. Yeah, that's you know, right. I, that's not used ad nauseum, um, but that really is. And you contact somebody um, that's from your trusted group to help you with those things. Yeah. Obviously, you know we're in that hat in Richmond. We're um, an established media company in Richmond, but there's uh, and other people that do what we do as well. So 
figuring out what that point is. Don't yeah. don't bang your head against the, the wall or just skip those activities yeah. because they're a pain. Let somebody handle it for you, and yeah. it'll be a big relief off your chest. And you know, you should be once you're an established company, you should be at a minimum five to ten percent of your revenue should be in a marketing budget of some kind. Right. You should be setting those dollars aside if you yeah. plan to thrive and you plan to grow and plan to be recession proof. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's what they say we're facing. We'll see. Who knows? Yeah. And it's also important to understand, you know, not one platform talks to everybody. Right. Because we have, you know, five, what, five, six generations now out there. And, and we're talking about real estate. So every generation at this point really is in a home buying age bracket right um yep. so you know the the baby boomers don't don't get on instagram and tiktok right so <laughs> if that's if that's your thing is just tiktok you may not reach that that uh that clientele or that yeah. potential clientele uh and so not everybody checks email as i look at courtney uh, <laughs> i've gotten uh, better so so newsletters and and things like that may not get you the traction with 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 the whole a whole generation that's coming up and will be in a home buying because it's not like they're just going to flip a switch right like oh you know what i'm going to start checking my email today no no that's not how that works so you you really got to be diversified in how you market and not just you know pigeonhole yourself into just well i'll just do facebook yep um and as much as i i don't want to do tiktok at, at some point we're going to have to move into that space because it's undeniable right there's there's it it generates a lot of traffic it does. It's a, it's, it is a huge force right now. Yeah. And all the other social platforms are scrambling, trying to figure out how to compete. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hence so Instagram reels, reels, and, which and Facebook, what do they call it on Facebook? They're the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. But yeah. you'll notice that content wise that TikTok's algorithm is light years ahead of Facebook's on serving content mm-hmm. that's relevant to your interest. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's insane. scary. Yeah. What shows up on TikTok out of nowhere for no reason. <laughs> um, not that I have TikTok. I won't admit that. <laughs> um, but I've heard that the the algorithm is just, so they're, they're scrambling. So yeah. finding that, that niche, your niche on TikTok is, is huge, especially yeah. for something. Cause you guys have very cool content. Yeah. You can show up and, and, and show a jacked up electrical, wiring right by a plumbing pipe yeah and everybody's like oh my god like that kind of stuff yeah is going to do well on tiktok yeah and that's that's where you really got to figure out you're going back to what contact content works right because i've seen home inspection companies that got five times as many followers as we do and they get zero engagement because it's it's the wrong type of content to where we post some, you know, bottle jack holding up an entire house. And, you know, all of a sudden, yeah. And and that's, that's what's getting the engagement and the likes and the comments and whatnot, you know? So, uh, (laughs) so it's really understanding your niche and and leveraging that to what people want to see. You know, we all have parts of our jobs that's boring. You know, we all have, you know, a lot, sometimes, like I said, you know, new listing, right? Cool. You know, but yeah, yeah. Some some of the agents that I work with, they they post a lot of stuff they find on showings. You know, not pre home inspects. Like, well, check this out. You know, yeah, I got like, a bathroom in a bathroom. You know, right. Um, you get a view into different looks inside of a house, yeah. both gorgeous and jacked up. Yeah, exactly. Like without you know embarrassing anybody, yeah. you can show this bathroom that's got like 
velour on the walls or something like that. Yeah. It's it, you know what in the world like <laughs> that's the that's perfect content for yeah. you and real estate. Yeah, or the canary yellow nineteen sixties oven and 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 uh, a dishwasher set. You know, yeah. so yeah. So there was well, this house um that got really popular for like Twitch streamers and things where you had to do like a scavenger hunt because it house was filled with things on Zillow and it was like it was super popular and a trend to just go through this house yeah. on the map yeah well, there was one not too long ago that it was a house for sale and it came with a squatter like, <laughs> like somebody was living in a basement like it advertised like the, the, the squatter comes with a house and, and and that circulated a little bit and the house sold with the squatter like oh that was my. like a legit thing and it made no sense. Wow, the, so, the housing market. Wow, right, right. You know, um, you know, what's your highest bid? Well, we'll, we'll take the squatter. You know, we'll, we'll give you twenty grand above waive inspection and take the squatter. You know, sold. Somebody must know how to deal with it. <laughs> so, um, well, we covered a lot of things. Uh, I appreciate all the advice. I appreciate yep. helping. Um, we're coming on just just throwing out some some words of wisdom, you know, on, on how to navigate some of this stuff. So if people want to utilize Talking Monkey Media, how do they get hold of you? Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. Um, we have our website, of course. It's TalkingMonkeyMedia.com. We've got contact forms on there. We've got a phone number, um, you know, and if they want to reach out to you, obviously, I'm sure you could pass them along. Absolutely. I'm quite visible, and especially in this community. <laughs> um, so Blair Near, the last name's N-E-H-E-R. That's it. Well, I appreciate it, man. I've taken up enough of your time. And uh, I appreciate to get the you having started. me on. It's a pleasure. And, um, again, like I told you, I used to do this myself, so I get it. And I love, yeah. you know, giving back. to all. The, I, I've been on the other side. Mm. A, a lot, so uh, it's it's good to be on this side and get yeah. back a little bit and to, <laughs> and to do this again. So thank you. I appreciate it, man. Thanks. All right.